situation, setback, shit. It's anything or anyone that tries to hold you back. Exactly. Here we will use this platform to discuss the failures, the successes, and every damn thing in between. Ready, Jay? Let's go. But this is episode 10, (laughs) season finale. Uh-huh. Can you believe we made it here? Yes, ma'am. I can't believe we made it here. I'm glad you could believe we made it here. Um, it's been a journey. I'm I'm happy to have gone on this journey with you, though. Uh, thank you for pushing me out of my comfort zone. It's been uh, nice. I can't wait to continue to share our stories. This is just the beginning, sharing the stories of others. The Jungle Juice has been a, a hit. Um, people love it. And so we're definitely going to continue to do Jungle Juice. How are you feeling? I feel good. Um, I feel accomplished, but I also feel a sense of urgency. I feel like we have a lot to do, right? We have have a lot of business things to do. We have a lot of planning to do. We have a lot of systems that we have to put in place in order to make sure that this is continual and this is something that grows into um, something something Mm -hmm. larger than what what we can ever imagine. And I feel like it can be. I feel it in my heart. And I just feel like we do have to put the work in, right? Yeah, out works is dead. That's right. Did you look back over our list um, last night? I did. I was looking over our vision statement. And I think that we've done a great job in doing it. I think this season was centered on who we are uh, and what we stand for. It also uh, brought to life some of the things that we foresee as being very important mm-hmm. um, in terms of growth and development. I think we're just touching upon that as we continue to go through the seasons. Things will get deeper. They'll get hotter. They'll get juicier. Yes. Yes. And I think today is going to be one of those juicy episodes. Because Lord knows, I think that I've been telling my business most of the season. Okay. Listen, I expose myself most of the season. I feel like I was in a two-piece bathing suit with my stomach hanging over. Okay. <laughs> Listen, divine timing, baby. Divine timing. What, All right, I'm not on the soapbox and I'm getting a headache. Let's let's move into the juice. <laughs> <laughs> you always want the juice. I think they know what's good with us. We're all about uplifting, pushing, helping our fellow black women survive. Yeah and thrive through the Black experience and, and, and surco- you know overcoming some of those jungles and giving them the tools. We are Let's, so about life. <laughs> and that Black experience is everything. I would not change it for the world. Listen, it's a tough one. It's a, it's a tough one, but we've done it. Um, I think we've uh, beard our bones in a sense and let people know 
who we are, what qualifies us to do that. And I think we're living our vision. We're living out our vision uh, for this platform that we're on, right? This podcast, I think that we're doing what God has told us to do. And let's go, let's, let's give it to him. Let's continue on his journey. But I think, that, you know, I've told my business, I've given you guys all that I got. You know, I think she has. I, I really, I think like, you have. I'm like, damn, am I going to lose my job? What did I say last week? <laughs> yeah, you did. You said, like, am I going to lose my job? So what? What you want me? What you want? You want me to tell the juice yeah, over here? People know about you. Uh, inquiring minds, you know, uh, want to know who is who's Marley. You know, what does she stand for? What does she do? Who's her boo that she keeps talking about? You know, inquiring. <laughs> I want to know. I I know they do. I know you and putting people in their place so that they're not inquiring about my niece. Um, <laughs> uh, before you get on my bad side. <laughs> Yo, let me just say you have always held me down, and I and I appreciate that because. Like you said, inquiring minds do want to know who I am, who I'm dating. And I would never give any confirmation to this. But since we do have our platform and I know that there are many people who uh, share the same space, I think it's only right that uh, we get into who I am as uh, an individual in totality. Um, So, yeah, that's what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be about support. So starting off, I just got back from Atlanta. 20th vacation since we've been uh, taping, guys. We'll get into that another time. Go Listen, ahead. No, I, I'm done. Um, Atlanta has really scared me. <laughs> Atlanta acting like it's no pandemic. But um, Bo and I uh, ended up meeting for Thanksgiving in Atlanta. We went to my mom's house. This was a first, <laughs> a first Thanksgiving with my family, my immediate family. And the reason being is because why, Auntie? Because Bo is a her. Yes, Bo is a female, my girlfriend. She's my girlfriend and she has been my girlfriend for many, 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 many years. Um, <laughs> I think common law will say that we're technically married, but no marriage here. <laughs> so I don't want to talk about my marriage. Listen, I don't want to be married. We could do, we could do the rings. We could be committed to one another, but I ain't there yet. I ain't there yet. <laughs> it's still a spring chicken. I say, do what you have to do. So yeah, um, but while we were in Atlanta, she did lose her best friend, which was very difficult. So that kind of made the trip all worth it because I just feel like I needed to be there to support her, especially since we've been doing a long distance relationship for the last year and a half. So, um, and that's been, it's been tough. And I will, that was one of the things we've talked about throughout the season is just like kind of putting our careers first, not putting our love life at the forefront. And I must say that my partner has truly supported me in all my endeavors, you know, just being there to support me and see me through whatever I wanted out of my career. So it's been nice to have someone that's super supportive like that. Um, And I think that she has finally taken the time to do the things that she wants to do, um, which is really nice to see. Although we had been moving and following our dreams at the same time, I think 
the support came more from her as I had to move from LA to San Diego. Um, What's the balance of the support? It's equal, but in different ways. I up and moved from San Diego back home to New Haven. And that, I think that was a difficult conversation. I'm saying you both are still young um, and you do need to be on solid grounds in terms of where you want to be. But I don't know. I'm sure you all keep your communication, your lines of communication open. Definitely. And you're saying that the support is balanced and it's equal. And sometimes it won't be equal in a relationship. Let's be honest. It's never going to be 100% equal. Right. My experience, no one else's, but the pendulum will shift uh, depending on what's happening. But how often does it shift for one person is the question that you all have to ask each other. And what works for one relationship works for one relationship and one works for another one works for another one. Right. As long as you guys are happy with that. But yes. let's, talk about, uh, let's talk about, you talked about your Atlanta trip. Let's talk about how you even got to that place where you and Bo could go sit down with your mom and have dinner and for everyone to be smiling and laughing and enjoying each other's company. Not that it was anything personal against Bo. Right. No, it, it, we, we just was chopping it up about that. Like her and Fee being in the same room. It's just like, how did the, how did it come to this? It took some time. I, I think my mom was probably one of the last people to truly hear or with confirmation that I was in a relationship with a female um, because I just felt like I heard comments and I just felt like I wouldn't be supportive. We are very, I wouldn't say religious, but God is at the forefront of our lives. Um, so, you know, she has her beliefs about how things should be according to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she based her reaction off of that or the way that she wanted me to live my life based off of that. Um, And over time, I think I just had to kind of tell my mom, like it came a point where I just got tired of hiding it because I I hid it from my friends. Um, And the reason why I hid it from my friends was because... You hid it from all of us. You didn't just hide it from your friends. You hid it from all of us. Okay, so I hid it from all of (laughs) you guys. All right. Please. Okay, yes, I hid it from everyone. We want to know everything. Tell them how you hid it from all of us. I hid it from everybody, but the reason I hid it from I hid it from everyone, but that was because I I felt like if my mom didn't support me, then how would everybody else support me? And in, in, in reality, the reason why I hid it from everybody else, too, was because I didn't want the word to get back to my mom, my mom and my dad and my family. Like, that's just what it was. I didn't want it to get out. Um, so I was just like, you know, I'm gonna do my thing. I think you saw it. I was very distant. Um, very distant from your family. Very, uh-huh. dis- very distant. Phone conversations with certain people wasn't done in public. Yes, it was a lot of, was a lot of letting the phone ring to the voicemail. Yes. Um, yeah, it was a lot of secrecy. It was, and it was a hard life to live. I ain't gonna lie. It was a hard life. It was tough. It was like I don't know if you ever been in two relationships but that's kind of like what it was like just trying to keep one life from the other yeah it was it was sad because I kind of knew you knew I paid attention to every little thing and I'm just like all right I'm waiting for this boyfriend I'm waiting (laughs) for this boyfriend 
I think I think that's the clue. I think that was the main clue. Like, yeah, I'm like all right, twenties is this is time is passing. I'm just like, all right, okay. But you're not know, bringing you know, nobody home. <laughs> you don't want to speculate because you were on a track to greatness. So you know, I knew that I was super focused on my career, and sometimes I was distracted by relationships, not to the point where it was affecting my my grind. <laughs> But I'm a be, I'll be honest with you. It was hurtful to see you in a lonely place because me, I'm very in tune. My emo, my level of emotional intelligence is, I would say, it's above average. <laughs> it's, it's above average. And so I pay attention to patterns. I pay attention to, you know, other things that some people may be oblivious to. Mm-hmm. And so I was hurt that you had decided because, you know, you need a support system when you're undergoing something uh, to that degree. And it doesn't have to be just your sexuality. Right. But you need that. You need that support system. You need people who you can trust, people who you can yeah. talk to without the word being spread. And I felt like I pride myself and I don't I'm not making it about me, but I pride myself on trying to be that for people around. Mm-hmm. And so I felt a sense of sadness, not for myself, for you, because I wasn't going to push, but I also wanted you to feel comfortable to let you know, like, yo, I'm here. <laughs> but it's like, I don't want to push because I don't want you to hide even more. Right. And I think, you know, I'm thinking back over the times that um, we were together and you know us like we would we always play games so I think that's when we were playing um never have I ever was it never have I ever yeah but you had already came out before when I never have I but you didn't come out to everybody but you oh never. okay 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 so scratch <laughs> that a good example honey try again you need a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> scratch that <laughs> scratch that but I had only told you at that point but mm-hmm. I slowly started to once I became comfortable you know when I moved to LA I think that was my breaking point like I was just like listen I, I gotta I gotta be free. And when people ask me, oh, did you move to LA for that? I moved to LA to see what LA was about. Bo was there. So yes, but I honestly started to find myself when I went to LA, you know, I still, I was going to church, still praying, still trying to discover who I was as an individual. Um, I had my life out there. I was finally able to live freely. Sometimes we live in secrecy and I, I feel like as black women, like we have so many battles that we face in darkness. Right. So many battles that, you know, we face without support. We have so many battles that take us down emotionally, physically, right, socially. And it's just like, it brings me great sadness to see and feel that every day and to know people that I love go through it every day. And we still do not reach out for the fear of feeling weak, for the fear of uh, someone possibly telling our secret or our right. And it's like, how do we overcome this? How do we uh, get to the point where we're on the other side of it? Because it's necessary for our growth. No, that's very true. I think you have to finally accept who you are as a person. I don't think it was until I was completely okay 
with um, my decision to be in a relationship. Like, it's okay. Like, love is love. Like, if people really honestly rock with you, if they fuck with you, if they love you, they're going to love you regardless. It doesn't change who you are as a person. And don't you want to know who really rocks with you? Like, don't be because I'm doing what you think I should be doing. Like, just Mm -hmm. like, goes back to the when I talked about uh, the ideas of being in a relationship and you only are with the person because he loves on you. He, he or she makes you happy. He or she makes you feel like you're not, you know, makes you feel like you have company. You're not lonely. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, your happiness is inside and you cannot put those sort of pressures on people on the outside. Right. You have to be solid on solid grounds by yourself. And I just feel like I don't know that we create that safe space for us to feel confident enough that is a good point because to my story, I think you have to be in a space where you're confident enough to be like, this is who I am. This is who I'm with. This is the person who loves me. Like when I thought about my mom and like coming, I was like, my mom wants me to be happy. Right. Like that's all she wants. So why can't I tell her who's making me happy without any repercussions? I wanted to be able to introduce Bo as my girlfriend and not have any shame, anything associated with it, because it was different from the type of relationships that other people around me were in, which in meaning heterosexual relationships. So when do you feel like you knew that you you liked women? Like when when did you feel like you got to that point? When was when did you start to uh, get to the point where you knew what you wanted in terms of uh, sexuality? I I mean, I know what I want now, but um, I think sexuality is fluid. I told I said this in the last episode. Everybody used to think that Bo like hit up on me. That's not what happened. Definitely not. I I made the first move, actually, um, which is still crazy. Aggressive. Huh? Aggressive. Oh, very. Aggressive (laughs) and aggressive. Very. uh, Listen, I'm strategic, too. So so I I intentionally left a photo and her phone. We were at an event and I um, I took her phone and I left a photo in there and we hadn't we didn't see each other for years after that. And I, when I did see her again, cause we have mutual friends, I was like, Oh, do you still have that photo of me that I left in your phone? And she was like, no, I was like, what? <laughs> and then she was like, actually I got a new phone. So that's why I don't have it, but it was in my phone for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were at a house party and I like, kind of just like went and sat on her lap. I took her drink. This is real bold, real, real bold. Like it was just, I don't know what came over me, but I like just went and sat on her lap, her drink and was drinking her drink. Ilk, nasty germs. <laughs> but I thought that was cute. Well, you know, I'm a germaphobe. So. <laughs> Nothing happened. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Nothing happened. I'm good. Okay. Um, listen, lucky me, right? But um, that night, like, we just start chopping it up. We talked for hours. Like, it was like a whole party was not even around us. Ooh, I know that feeling, honey. Yes. And, like... Every day after that day, I think, and I was actually talking to um, someone semi-serious. It was a guy um, at that time um, playing both roles. Uh, So her and I were friends at the time. Him and I were kind of dating. And then 
rumor started to like come out because Bo is she's not as feminine as I am, but she's not like super masculine. So people were like, oh, they're hanging out all the time. And it was just a good time. Um, And that's how it went. And like, so what do you identify as? I don't know. Uh, if you ask Bo, she will tell you that I am not a lesbian. So <laughs> I don't identify. I just say I'm connected to people's personalities, um, which is kind of weird. But you hear people say that all the time. Um, yeah, I, I don't have all the answers. So we need to bring an expert on. Like, I'm just I'm just trying. To, I'm not trying to hear an expert. I'm trying to hear your story. <laughs> no, I, I really don't know. I, I don't know uh, if you ask me. Um, I've never been with a guy sexually, so I don't know what that's like. Um, so I can't say I don't like it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You know you're in love and you're not going to do anything to penetrate that bond. <laughs> right, right. And, I'm, and I, I, I don't think I, at this time, would like penetration um, at all. <laughs> oh, you see, you see how I played on the penetration. Yes. I, <laughs> I, I got you, boo. I got you. Oh, you know, listen, doing something. listen, it's, it's, um, it's definitely a physical attraction between us. There's definitely emotional connection, a very sensual relationship. Um, it's, it's hard to explain. Um, but it's been good. Um, I don't have any complaints. I The one thing that I do get a lot in many females who identify as lesbians have probably heard this. You're so pretty. Why are you with a girl? Like, so what? Pretty girls can't be with girls. I, I don't. I don't get it. Um, that's probably the one statement that like blows me out of the water. Well, you just gave the guy some hope saying that you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, not right now. Look, some people gave the the yes, you know. I'm just telling you my experience. It ain't it ain't that it's listen, it ain't that I'm open to nothing, but no, no, no. You're definitely committed. You've been with <laughs> forever, but I'm sure some people said secretly in their mind. Probably fans were like, yeah. Yes, listen, yes. and that's okay. That is okay because mm-hmm. we we don't know what the future holds. Um, nothing is guaranteed, but we solid over here right now. So <laughs> it, we gonna ride this shit to the wheels come on. Yes, and you two are gonna make sure you're solid mm-hmm. as well as together. Which I am a, I, I advocate for that sort of. No. And like you have definitely supported us from the beginning. Um, I think my two aunts, um, both you and uh, Pebbles have um, definitely been the first people to support me and Bo as a union, not a marriage union, but as a couple um, coming together. Um, it has been nothing but love and support. And I think that love and support was also shown through my family, my dad, my mom this uh, this weekend. Um, and I think she felt the love. I think she really felt something that she hadn't felt from my side of the family ever. Whereas her family just like they accepted her for who she is, 
when she came out as a teenager and was like, this is what I am. And anybody that came with that, it's like, okay, this is what it is. So even our stories are very different. But we're not going to talk about her story because she likes to talk about other people's business. And no, no, no. I was just, I was just saying the the acceptance thing. Um, Yeah, we're going to bring it back to you. (laughs) She always think I'm trying to defer the situation away from me. I think I need a lawyer when I'm talking with her. Listen, so what else you want to know, Nosy? My gosh, I try to mind my business. I can barely keep up with myself. Out of respect uh, for people who are part of the community, right? Yes. I did some research and I and I have to be honest, I didn't do much research, but I did want to understand what, because I always want to be of the support. I just mm-hmm. want to understand like what are the, what's the quote unquote process or stages that people undergo um, um, and I did stumble across something called the cast theory. Okay. And the cast theory kind of describes some stages and it could be inaccurate and everybody's journey is different, which you're just, you know, letting us know right now, your journey is <laughs> very different than everyone else's. But I just want to kind of go through a couple of this, the stages and you could just kind of give me an idea. Okay. Okay. Does Let me know. Mean? Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, the first stage is like identity confusion. Okay. She discusses how you're kind of trying to figure out and you're wondering like, am I homosexual? Do I like the other Mm -hmm. uh, sex? Am I, you know, doing what society tells me not to do? So it's a thought, right? Definitely. I've been there. I was there. And then it goes to like the identity comparison. So you're tr- you're looking at your friends or whomever who's living your atypical accepted whatever life. Where for me everything is accepted because love is love. But for you know for your old school people, the people who are not with the new times, definitely. Um, you go through that comparison state. Like, mm-hmm. am I different? This? How are they living their life? How am I living mine? How is this going to affect my life with my parents, my friends, all that? Yeah, I went through that. <laughs> the next stage was identity tolerance and it's considered an acceptance. You start to really accept who you are, right? I'm okay if I'm fluid, if I like men, I like women, I like I just like love. I'm I'm attracted to mindsets, personalities, or whatever, like that acceptance phase. You start to tolerate that. No, yes. Yeah, yes. Sure. <laughs> uh I think right before I moved to LA, I was in the tolerance stage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. And then they say you get to a point of acceptance where most of your questions and your concerns are resolved. You're like, I'm not even worried about that. You know, you start to connect with people who are on the same wave as you, in mm-hmm. a sense. Like you start getting certain friends, your friend circles begin to shift and change a little bit. Yeah, and definitely. Kind of- so that the acceptance stage was when I got to LA. Um, and even like, as far as us living together, I still like, I, I had my own apartment. She had her own apartment. And just so I could kind of figure out what I, what I was doing, what I wanted. And then as the time moved on, uh, while I was there, we started to live together. It just became convenient to be in one household, you know. I got a bone to pick for you, boy. I got you. Hold on. This let's go through steps. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> definitely understanding, um, accepting, um, 
like I said, I was living my life in LA. So I, I think for me, I went through all those stages. It might not have been as at an early stage where some people do struggle with that in adolescence, teenage years, and they really don't have support. So then they resort, excuse me, not result, resort to, uh, depression, anxiety, self-harm. I didn't have any of that growing up. And if I did, I can't remember that because I don't, I wasn't focused on um, relationships. Like I was, I was an odd teenager. I I was very, I was alert. Pages um, Mm -hmm. that she has is identity pride, um, where she describes it as being, you begin to feel a sense of pride. She talks about a feeling of anger towards hetero, the heterosexual community. I don't know. Uh, and then the identity synthesis where you integrate your sexual identity with all the aspects of you and who you are. And it's, for me, I took it as, you know, I'm born, I'm this, I'm nerdy, I'm that, I'm that. And you start to integrate your sexuality or how you move with all of the aspects of who you are, which, of course, makes you your unique self, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Some confidence to get to that, you know, synthesis stage. It definitely took confidence, but I also think it had to do with age and maturation. Like you come after the age of 20, you like, you know what? I'm no longer in my parents' household. So I really can just do and live my life. Like they're, they're doing their own thing. I'm doing my own thing. I have to take accountability for the way that I'm living. Um, and I'm going to accept the way that I'm living and do my thing. So I think those are all steps that you go through phases in which yeah phases yeah there's no one good theory but I I know I think that was perfect um the only thing I can say that I didn't go through um is the the anger I don't think I've experienced the anger but all the other ones I I have gone through at some point um but then I had to come to the fuck you what 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 auntie say? So why does it have to be fuck you? Why can't it just be because? Like, okay, so not fuck you, it's but not that you are people quick pleaser. Yes, not <laughs> fuck you. But that that's what you want to do with life. <laughs> you're right. It's not fuck you, but I had to get that mindset that it's no longer about. I don't give a fuck sounds more. Yes, yes. That that's it. Yeah, that's like. Not- it's not about them. It's about you. And if you really want happiness in your life, you have to live the way you you feel happy. Like, and the only person that's going to bring you happiness is yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you continue to live this double life, this lie, this, you're never going to be happy. True. Um, some ways that they uh, that they pushed people to uh, find support was find individuals that you can trust, notify people when you're about to come out. So you have like that gate of protection around you. OK, uh, be prepared for the lack of understanding and some negativity. OK, and just remain hopeful. And I and I thinking of some of the stories that I've heard that I've experienced with some people. I find that to be very important. And and again, I don't know. No. Um, I try to be that support system for people um, and to encourage them to remain hopeful. No, that those are all great ways to support someone. Um, so yeah. I do want to share a story um, about how you know, you find that one person because I, I I started to 
be okay, accept who I was, like started to slowly come out and tell people and the shit backfired on me. Uh, you know, so this is also some of the reason why people don't want to share. I had a really, really good friend of mine, a best friend. So I was like, yo, I need to tell him. So, you know, we go out, do our normal eat and drink and da, 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 have chopping it up, having a good time. Then I like I'm like, yo, I got to tell him. I told him I was like, you know, you know, I'm in a relationship, you know, it's Bo, but what you don't know is that Bo is a female. And he was real calm. He was like, oh, word. He was like, oh, okay. Like he took it like like a friend would. He was like, oh, why you didn't tell me before? Blah, blah, blah. Explained it. Me and my mom were going on vacation the next day for my mom's birthday. We in Vegas having a good time turning up three o'clock in the morning. That's three o'clock Vegas time. So it's like six o'clock in the morning, Atlanta time. We get a call from my father. Your father on the phone telling me that Bo is a girl. And like my heart just crumbled. It crumbled. Like I was like, oh my God. Like I cannot believe he just went to my my parents' house at six o'clock in the morning and tell them something that I should have been telling them. But you weren't ready to tell them. So. And I wasn't ready. I it was not. It was not. I it wasn't. But it it, it was forced upon me. Um, so instead of continuing to, I, I just said what it was and, you know, that was really, really hurtful for me. Um, it, it hurt really bad to the core because, you know, you think you trust someone, you think you can tell someone something that is so something that's so important to you. You know, you want to start sharing things with your friends and then that happens. Uh, yeah, it happens. Um, I, I guess as we mature and we get older, we really start to see the people who we surround ourselves with. And sometimes we surround ourselves with people who are not equally yoked uh, as we, you know, with us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's so many signs to tell us that they're not evenly yoked with us, mm-hmm. but we hang around people for the benefit. Oh, this person is fine. This person has a good fashion sense. This person is in the know with these people. And so, um, I don't know. I think as you get older, you start to realize, um, the part that you play and the people who don't need to be in your lives. So, uh, I, I, I'd have to be honest with you. I think that, um, I, you were, uh, some moments ago, you discussed the fact that, you know, Bo's family was super accepting of you and blah, 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 blah. And, and I started to think in my head, I'm like, was it because Bo was so, uh, confident and the way she came, how, not how she came out, the fact that she was out and accepting who she was and the stage in which she was with who she was in her life, mm-hmm. did that then force her family to either get on board or get off board? And she had already undergone, you know, she had already went through that process. And I think that that may have had an effect on people's acceptance with Bo. Um... I think so. I yeah, think so. We're confident in, in that, that side of her life, right? We, we're confident in certain sides of our lives. 
more so than other sides of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Am I pretty? Yes. Am I smart? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. am I going to get judged because of my sexuality in this group? And, and I, do I not care? And I'm just going to say it. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, like right. we, uh, it, it's, it's the confidence that we feel in, in the aspect in our life and what stage we are in terms of acceptance um, and feeling solid in who we are. And I think her uh, courage to do that uh, allow for you to have more of a po- uh, positive experience. I agree. But I, I respect her too, because I don't think she would have suffered as much in the event that you were on the same level of mm-hmm. acceptance as she was. And it's no shade, you know, because God brings people, maybe God brought her in your life to let you know it's okay, mm-hmm. you know? To let you know that, you know, things will be okay. And some people will stay on board and some people won't. But I do feel like where she was allowed for you to have more of a positive experience than she had with your family. Correct. I, I, I agree with that. I think that is um, the perfect breakdown of the situation. But I think young women who are experiencing some of the things that you're experiencing can find uh, a comfort in knowing that you are who you are. Yeah. If we have that support, if we can find that one person that we can trust um, and it might not always turn out pretty. It might, but it only makes you stronger. And I think those are the fears that I know I had when it was like, how is this going to play out? And I think that caused anxiety and amongst myself because I'm like what is this going to look like when it when it happens like you're always overthinking but I, I think this, I think uh, black women older younger they deserve to know that it's someone who has on undergone those same uh, discoveries in terms mm-hmm. of their sexuality and yes we can generalize it right and say oh we need support we need to trust people but I'm talking about in terms of sexuality right are really going through some uh, really tough times mentally um, considering suicide and things of that nature so knowing that you are confident or at least are still on the journey to full mm-hmm. confidence so when do we ever achieve full confidence we don't because life is constantly changing right right I second episode but they need to know, like, she's pretty, she's dope, she's fly, she's smart. I'm doing my thing. I have a career. I have a partner. What's up? Yep. I have a family that supports me. You need to let them connect with that, you know, and, and let them know it's all good. It's okay. It is. And it, it's going to be okay. It might not seem like it. Um, you might feel like you're not alone. Basically, you are not alone. And the way you feel for someone, if they are treating you with the utmost respect, if they are supporting you, encouraging you, don't don't live a life for somebody else. At some point, you got to say, what do I want? What do I want? What what do I see for myself? Do not stay in a situation that's not going to make you happy. Exactly. I agree. So how about you tell them the story uh, that you, when you came to my house uh, after the rumor mill was heavy. Oh, how heavy was the rumor mill first? People really don't come to me with things because, you know, I'm like, I can say this for myself and yes, I'm going to put myself on the pedestal. I probably do this often on the show, but who cares? Um, (laughs) Nobody. But when it's a good thing about me, I'm going to celebrate them. I don't care. Listen, when I say ride or die, this is a ride or die. Listen to this. How heavy was the rumor mill? 
massive. It probably was super heavy. You know, people wouldn't come to me with things because I am very protective. I am very defensive when it comes to people who I'm super close with. And True. So I True. get a little crazy. I don't let anything slide. I get quiet. I start paying attention to body language. I can be very aggressive at times. I'm not going to lie. And it's not aggressive in a negative way. I think aggression. You go hard. You go hard as you should. (laughs) Yeah, it's aggressive in a way. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not tolerating that. That's not happening. You don't do that. So people don't come to me with the shits. Look, if you don't got a friend like that, aunt like that, you better get you one. Okay. (laughs) I I really. I don't let things slide. I, I ask, "What did you say?" I let them know I'm not having that and, and they don't really come to me for that. And I, and I appreciate that look, that level of loyalty that I have. No. And I appreciate it too, because you have done so on multiple occasions. Like it's, it's appreciated. It's basically. The rumor started getting so heavy that I started to hear things. So when I start to hear things, I know it's heavy, right? Because Ooh. people keep things away from me because they don't want me to get upset. So they keep it away from me. So the rumor mill started getting heavy and I'm just like, oh, man. so here's Marlisha. She's coming through my front door. Um, and I'm like, shit, I wasn't going to say anything to her about it because I was just like, I don't really care. Like, you know, I said what I said to the person who came back to me. I better not hear the shit. You know, I said what I said. You did. <laughs> they better not say nothing to me. Like, I already said what I said. And so I was confident. You know, I think a good friend is a friend that gives you the information that you need. But a, And a good friend knows how to balance it out because you don't always have to come back and tell people what people have said about them. Right. Right. It's, if you it's have a level to- of protection, too. It's a level yeah. of protection. Taking care of the situation and you've handled it or if you know it's information that they need in order for them to make a move, you have to do it. But that wasn't necessary for you to make for her to make a move. So I just held it. You know, I okay. ate that. I said what I said. So you walk through my front door and then what? <laughs> What happened? I'm acting nervous, guys, mind you. I think I was changing my sheets or something, which is a typical thing on a Saturday morning. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I need to talk to you. Right. And so I was like, can you come sit? And I'm I'm nervous. Okay, I'm nervous. Not knowing which already I'm like, oh, shucks. Not knowing she already had the juice. Okay, I'm like, I'm nervous. Um, She already had the information, you guys. So this is her acting skills. She always talking about somebody acting. She was acting. Okay. And so I was like, First of all, I was like, I hate it here. Everybody, all they do is just talk and gossip. And why my, why is my name in everybody's mouth? Why does it matter? And so she like tried to still play dumb. And she's like, what? And I was like, it got back to my mom that, that I was talking to a girl and that I was in a relationship with a girl. And it was bad. <laughs> it, was, it was a heavy rumor. <laughs> The rumor didn't matter. (laughs) It was bad. (laughs) And so I was like, just talking to her and I was like, I, you know, I haven't really come out and told anybody, but it's heavy on me. And now everybody's starting to know. And so I don't really know what to do. And I'm like, I'm telling you because you're the person I think that I... Huh? <laughs> she's crying at this point, guys. I think she's crying at this point. At I, least I, am. <laughs> I am crying. You're telling me you're coming out to me. Yeah, I'm coming oh, out. 
officially <laughs> officially and so after i i like i'm crying and then you know we're talking yeah it was it was cathartic to be able to tell you i cried i felt so much relief off my shoulders to see the way you reacted. Um, You kind of just let me talk, but she only kind of let me talk because she already knew what was going to go down. So you played the role. I must say you played the role. I felt so supportive. It made me reflect and say like, damn, there was a lot that was missed through me living in secrecy. Uh And so, you know, when you reflect back, it does look a little different, but we're all in our own worlds. Um, at the time, it felt like the safest thing to do. It felt yeah. like the and I think that I think that that is the story, right? But um, as something I can remember saying to you because it was some years ago. Yeah, I to you and I held it. I didn't tell anybody else. You know that you could come to me, and I wasn't gonna uh, repeat the story to anybody. Um, but I said to you, I'm like, I don't care if you're gay, you're this, you're that, you're that. I'm like, I am your biggest cheerleader. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what, who you doing, what you doing. As long as you're not hurting anyone, like I am your cheerleader. I'm going to cheerlead for you. I'm going to scream from the rooftops. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to like, I'm going to be your cheerleader. And I think that when we go through hardships, um, how do we become emotionally intelligent enough to know who we can go there with, right? Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we close out our supports. When I opened up and shared, nothing changed. Like my team is my team. They they rock with me. They rock with Bohart and like the love. It's like, and to be honest, everybody who meets Bo loves her the same way. She They, they love me. And like, it's, it's genuine. Like, it's not a hard fit. It's not like trying to put pieces that don't, we all rock out. And that's what I will say is like, you don't have to go through things alone. And when you do find that support, you're like, damn, why did I have to, like, why did I put myself through that? If I would have just opened up a little bit, if I would have just said it a little earlier, I think we create fear in our heads too. Like, yes, some people won't be all the way receptive, but for the most part, people who rock with you will rock with you. And you, like Jay said, you don't have to go through things alone. And I think that is a part of us wanting to share the story with our listeners. If if you're ever questioning and you have um, love, just experience the love. Do your thing. Do your thing. I'm so serious. My God. Life is short. Have fun. Listen, I, listen, I ain't want to uh, do a threesome and a, a orgy and none of that. But if you have oh love. Please don't, 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 don't. Guys, we're going to clip this part off. But she's starting to get crazy. We're going to actually slide into the jungle juice portion of this We story. have a jungle juice um, today. Yeah, we, we're going to actually give you guys some bonus, uh, a bonus episode as well as we did uh, at the beginning of the season. We think you're deserving. Uh, we're going to let yes. you uh, slide into our lives just a little deeper. Penetrate our lives. <laughs> penetrate. <laughs> this is the only penetration I'm going to get, okay? <laughs> All right, Jay. <laughs> Let's get to this jungle juice. Let's we, get to this We could be real nasty, okay? <laughs> Oh, jungle juice. Let's do it. So, Jay, I, you got a jungle juice for us? 
I do, I do. Is it juicy or what? I think it's pretty juicy. Okay, let me know. Let me hear what you got to say. Um, it's not about the S word. I know sex. No, but okay, okay, it's good. It's engaging. Okay. I am a manager overseeing a program staffed by all black females. Ouch. Mm. I've been in my current position for almost five years. I am an individual who feels blessed that I further my education. I've acquired a position. Yes, yes. Yes, move up that letter. She, she, I'm assuming he or she described, I'm thinking of she. Describe how she comes to work every day with the mentality that if I ask you to complete a task, that it's a task that I will be willing to do myself. And that's a great mentality from a leader. She's encouraged her staff to pursue their education and go beyond uh, this whole direct care of staff, but to progress to the next level. Uh, She also discussed how she's adjusted their schedule so that they can do so. Wow. Wow, that's nice. (laughs) I know that's right. That's nice. Um, She talked about the, the fact that she doesn't micromanage. She wants to build trust with them. Um, you know, so, so that people feel confident enough to know that she's trusting them and their abilities to do the work. Uh, I preface with it to explain, uh, I'm a manager who respects, who respects those who supervise with the intent that they will do the same in return. Okay. I guess she's that level of reciprocity. I don't know if she's getting it. Um, unfortunately it's been difficult because there has been so much deceit and backstabbing. Mm. I've been falsely accused of treating some people differently, acknowledging individuals during staff meetings. I find it's only right to give credit where it's due. I've been told that I'm not supportive enough when I know I do extra work and I come in and do extra hours in order to make sure that everyone is doing their job, but also so that the work gets done for the team. Mm-hmm. I trusted to use my testimony of 15 years clean of crack cocaine as a story of which you can achieve. Wow. Wow. That's dope. Whatever you want with the grace of God. Uh, there were those who tried to use it against me, but ultimately I did not succeed. It's my testimony. It's something that I stand true on. Wow. And wow. I live a little bit. I live a little bit, but wow. Wow. That's a, I mean, I hate that she's going through it, but her testimony of where she is, that's powerful. That's super powerful. So her question to us is she would like us to know, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't finish. And uh, this is a small glimpse of what I experienced uh, and trying not to understand how people can be so malicious and not support black supervisors trying to do the job to the utmost of their abilities. She would like us to answer this question. Why do black females have a tendency to knock each other down? rather than lift one another up. Wow, that goes back to that support we were talking about in just a different way. I think, um, to be honest, I think, honestly, I think it's in our blood. Um, Even though we try to change it, I think it goes back to slavery. 
days. Um, I think tied to slavery. Um, I think, you know, we were put up against each other and there wasn't room for more than one to be the best. So you're always trying to compete, um, trying to be be the best to please the master. So you get that crab in the bucket mentality that we always talk about pulling each other down, trying to get to the top while bringing others down, um, which is super unfortunate because we are definitely trying to move from that. But it, it's trauma that we've we've had in our bloodlines for years and years and years. And some people, unfortunately, don't ever see Others who are able to support one another in the way that we're trying to show you guys. I think that as the supervisor, you are trying to do so, but because they're not used to it, they're they're reverting back to their ways and trying to bring you down with them. And I and I think that they can't even see the fact that she is stepping outside of probably um, many other experiences that they've had uh, between with their supervisors. And I'm, I am, and I am definitely, this is my opinion. You know, I'm sure most people who have been in uh, these positions have not looked like them. And so I think that this is outside of the norm for them. And then it's then forcing, not forcing them. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. It's, maybe, she's it's, seen, maybe she's being seen as like a homegirl. Not that she's behaving like a homegirl, but because she looks like them, she might sound like them. The level of respect isn't there because they're used to being subordinate to a white male, a white female. And that goes back to the slavery days, which I already talked about. You're like, instead of showing the respect and we we've all seen this. I know you have, Jay. Like I have um, black subordinates under me who I know will not tell somebody else who don't look like me, who's white. Oh, that's not in my job description. Oh, I don't do that. Or, oh, you know, questioning what you ask them to do. Mm-hmm. So the level of respect, even though I feel like the level of respect should be above and beyond because you want to say we're we're the same. It's like it's almost diminished because they see you as the same. And, and, I, and I think that I think that black women have to find a way to once you know that this is something that's happening and we all know that this happens. Right. She's not alone in feeling like she's being disrespected mm-hmm. and that the black women who are working under her, her subordinates are being disrespectful, who are fighting against her. And although she's bending over backwards, doing things that other supervisors will not do mm-hmm. to support them, they're they're still like fighting her down. And we know that this happens. Like, how do we change this? How do we navigate from this typical behavior? I, I think that one, acknowledging that it happens is it's step one for it. Mm-hmm. Two is shifting your actions. That's when you're faced with these sort of things, right? If it's me and I'm a subordinate and I know it's her, I'm, what I say, I will have to question myself. Would I say this if this person was whatever you want to describe them as, right. you know, would I do this if, if she was someone else? Mm-hmm. And I think we have to check ourselves. It's a matter of checking ourselves and, and figuring out whether or not we're doing this with those implicit bias. And we always talk about the implicit bias. And sometimes people think implicit bias is categorized 
characterized by your race, your ethnicity, your sex, your this. No, everybody's implicit bias is, you know, for me, I'm going to show her extra respect because I know she's worked hard for her role and what she's going through because I've seen that. I know the struggle. I know that. Right. Um, someone else may not have they, their implicit bias. I never saw a black female. She has an attitude, the way she pop her head, you know, those little stereotypes that we always talk about begin to kick in. And so then we respond to them. Those are implicit bias. We're responding to things. The young lady probably is not even doing those things, but that's how we're reacting because those implicit bias start to seep out and our actions and our words begin to reflect our implicit bias. And it's sad, but we do have to stop, pause and question ourselves and, and ask ourselves, are we responding in a way that is supportive to this black woman? Right. And it is sad because she's going above and beyond. It almost makes me want to say like, listen, if that's the way they're going to treat you, do them like, don't go above and beyond, but then that'll change her character. Like it's almost like someone else is able to do the bare minimum for you and you accept that. But then when someone is going out their way to see that you have the most success that you can, you're giving them your ass to kiss. Like, hello. You know, and I think there's a balance, right? I, I do think that we are obligated as fellow Black women to first thing is to try your best to support and give them an edge, you know, and, and go mm-hmm. above and beyond because we know the struggle. Right. You also have to balance it out because people have, people can't just get things on the strength of who they are. Okay, you're a fellow black woman, but you can't get it just on the strength of who you are. You have to also show me that this is something that is worth my time for doing. You're Only deserving. Do is to show you that the opportunity is here and to try. But once you start telling me that you're not deserving or it's not worth it, I can't waste my time on it. I have to focus on people who are going to be progressive and to help change the narrative. You have to protect yourself as well. You have to maybe pull back a little bit, continue to do your job and be the person who you are, but find a way to balance it out. And command the respect you want, like at the end of the day from anybody, whether it's family, whether it's coworkers, whether it's just subordinate, command the respect that you want in all aspects of your life. Black women, we charge you with the task of asking yourself, reflecting, am I supporting another black woman? Am I allowing for my implicit bias to seep out? Am I allowing for bad experiences that have happened to my people to allow me to act in a way that is not, that is counterproductive to the growth of my fellow people? You have to ask yourself that. Yo, what a way to end the season. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was so fucking strong. I think we we left you guys with a call to action that is strong. And that's what we want. We want you guys to continue to support one another, love on one another, uh, create space, create space and know that there's room for everyone. Booyah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you, Marley. Thank you to our uh, the author of our Jungle Juice. Uh, thank you to ladies for showing me that strength is a part of who black women are. Uh, and I appreciate you guys for being strong. I appreciate you for overcoming your jungles and being brave enough to talk about your stories. I'm sure you've inspired someone. Yes. <laughs> Live life intentionally always. Oh, they got a, they got some bonus shit coming. Ooh. Oh yeah, y'all too. Oh, it's gonna be real powerful. So that concludes our episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, five stars only.
family for give us that good feedback we are so honored that you rocked out with Jay Simone and Marley follow us on all your favorite social media platforms but don't forget to drop that jungle juice we want to hear all the juicy details all all of it all of it don't leave anything out be sure to live life intentionally we love you guys and stay tuned yes we love you we thank you